everyone, and welcome to the Tightwad Teacher Podcast, brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. And now, here are your hosts, Sean Keibel and John Mikulski. Welcome to the show. This is uh, this is Sean Keibel, and I'm joined with uh, my co-host, John Mikulski. Say hey, John. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> uh, good to talk to you again, as usual, and it uh, looks like you got another great show lined up for us. Yeah, I'm real excited. Uh, actually, this is going to be the first of what I'm calling the Resource Spotlight Show um, because it's really focusing on one particular product. Now, as a teacher, um, I'm always looking for new resources and looking for that one new thing that to, to use with my students, and uh, and that's what this show is based around today. So that's why I thought the Resource Spotlight is an inappropriate uh, title for this. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that that really is a good name, and uh, I guess we can uh, tell our listeners that you know anybody that we have on the show is is unpaid. You know, they're not paying us uh, any kind of like marketing dollars to come on. We uh, we look for, and I really say we, I mean John, uh, who does most of the prep for the show, uh, just looking for great resources out there that you can use in the classroom, and doesn't matter you know if it's free or paid for. Uh, you know we're we're going to try to get them on the show, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And uh, same thing, uh, Craig Kapp, our guest today, uh, came on willingly, and, and I think he's just as excited about about what he does as we are about using it. So I'm sure that'll come through in the interview. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, before uh, before we get to Craig and bring him on, uh, I did have a funny a funny story, and uh, people who know me and listeners of of uh, this show will probably become aware of. But <laughs> certainly, my uh, tightwad tech. Uh, listeners know this is, uh, and they probably even state it more than is really the case because they'll call me the, uh, the I hater, you know, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I have some sort of hatred for Apple products, which actually isn't totally accurate. Uh, it's more of the Apple ethos, I think, that I don't like. Uh, the products themselves are actually pretty awesome, but, uh, uh, but this kind of gets at this. I, I just, uh, I bought a, a new car this, uh, this past week and uh and i say new it was actually it's new used i guess is a better term and it was a it's a bmw and oh fancy yeah it's it, I'm, I'm loving it i really am i'm loving it it's a beautiful car but uh but i contacted the seller and uh it's you know perfect situation it's this married couple in their 50s and they've babied this car and so i was it was exactly what i was looking for but uh they contacted me back via email and said uh when would you like to come look at the beamer <laughs> and it was funny because i was thinking you know, that's funny. That's like, uh, we joke about iPhone owners. You know, they don't go, they, you know, they're not going to talk on the phone. They have to talk on their iPhone. And, right, right. uh, you know, you all, it's, it's funny. The iPhone owners always have to, de- uh, you know, indicate that they have an iPhone. So, uh, so I thought that was funny when they said Beamer. I said, you know, it'd be funny. I, I bet these people have a, an Apple product. You know, they've got a, a Mac or something, uh, in their house. But, you know, there's probably no way I would ever find that out. Well, I go to look at the car and uh, they're showing me all of the features and everything like that. And they had put in a new stereo into it and they open the glove box and they say, Oh yeah, and we've got it wired for your, your iPod. Uh, <laughs> and your face is just getting redder and redder. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I said, I knew it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they knew everything about it. You know, you can control it from the stereo and you can do all this. And I, it, so it was just funny how it sort of confirmed that for me is, you know, there's, there's people, uh, there's the people in the world and i guess that's more of the 
the eye stuff that I hate, you know, is, is, uh, kind of when you get that have and have not, uh, mentality. And I don't think these were perfectly nice people. And, uh, but it, it just seemed funny that you could almost predict that. You know? <laughs> so. I know exactly what you mean. I, I got, my wife bought me an iPad for our five year anniversary back in April. And I just, it's so much fun to play with. And my kids play with it and my wife plays with it. And it's, it's always on somewhere in the house. And, I realized I started taking to referring to it as just the iPod, not or iPad, not my iPad. It's the iPad, like it's some kind of entity in the house. Right. And, and, and I'm trying to avoid that now because it does. It, I think I'm giving it way too much credence. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it, I saw a, uh, a cartoon here over the last week and it was uh, it was kind of similar too in the way that uh, I guess computer or uh, just regular PC users and Mac users kind of look at things and it was uh, the computer person it was uh, basically it was a depiction of a robot but the robot was carrying the person uh, and then and that was the PC and and how PC users use their computers and then how Mac people use their computers it was the person carrying the robot <laughs> so uh, so you know it's just it, it's one of those things it's funny that is a debate that will never die and uh, I, I think everybody is on one side or the other of it so uh, uh, yeah those Apple products they are absolutely addictive and uh, top of the line as far as hardware goes and engineering and all of that so uh, and even usability so uh yeah just one of those funny observations i had this last week so i thought i'd throw it in but uh you bought it despite that right you bought it despite the iPhone. oh yeah absolutely absolutely although when i tell people you know i'm gonna drive my my car over you know i I'll still will reference it as my car not not uh my beamer or anything like that <laughs> i just can't bring myself down to, to, to doing that so uh, uh i guess some things will never change but uh okay well uh i guess we've rambled on enough for now so uh let's uh let's cut into the meat of our show and uh, bring our guest on i know john's excited to talk to him i certainly am too uh so let's bring on mr craig cap Craig, I'll uh, I'll just let you uh, introduce yourself and tell our listeners uh, who you are and uh, why you're here. Okay, well, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Craig Cap. Um, I am the creator and founder of Zuber First, which is the 3D pop-up book builder that allows kids to make their own digital stories using augmented reality online. Um, and I also work for New York University. I'm a visiting clinical assistant professor of computer science and a researcher in residence at NYU as well. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I was really impressed when uh, I I found you because of Zooburst. It's a, a a resource I've used a lot in my classroom. But when you were going through the show, I was looking at the show notes and the stuff you put in there. It really seems like you have uh, quite a quite a few talents aside from just being uh, the the founder of of this cool little website I found. Yeah, well, well, thank you very much. Yeah, you know, I've I've always really been interested in in uh, digital media and education. Uh, for years, I was the uh, the director of instructional technology for a small state university in New Jersey. Um, and then when I went away to do my graduate work, I said, you know, there's so many amazing tools that are out there. How can we find ways to kind of get the cutting edge stuff and really bring it back into into a classroom setting? So that's kind of what I set my my goal on when I was doing my grad work up at NYU. Now, uh, I, I'm kind of curious, uh, what, 
what really led you to you know Zooburst is it, one it's it's a really cool site and we're going to certainly urge people to go and check it out but uh what led up to that i mean what gave you the idea what was the catalyst for getting that started well uh it, it kind of stretched back a, a bit further further beyond uh, me starting at grad school um so Zoo first kind of came about, I, I teach over in Spain in the summer. I'm actually leaving next Wednesday uh, to teach my summer class. And um, every year I come up with a, a graduation video for our students who are graduating. And I try to do some silly, cheesy stuff using Flash or, um, you know, whatever technology is fun that year. Um, and I created a 3D pop-up of one year to the, um, to the tune of It's a Small World After All. Because we have students from all over the world teaching in the Middle East, North Africa, Europe, you know, from all over the place. And they said, oh, into these pop-up books and use this as a storytelling tool. So that's kind of the impetus for, for me developing Zooburst as a platform to facilitate the creation of this, this, fun, uh, this fun storytelling uh, tool. Well, and it's certainly taken off from there. Um, I found Zooburst, I think, last September, and uh, I, I used it myself and used it with some students and um, throughout the year. Every time I get on, it seems like there's something new that's coming up or some new services uh, that, that you're offering. Um, so I wasn't surprised last time I went on to see that you just recently won an award too. Zooburst is now um, recognized as the top website for teaching and learning by the American Association of School Librarians. So I'm surprised at how quickly uh, Zooburst is being embraced. I, I am too. It's been it's been an amazing <laughs> it's been an absolutely amazing process. You know, um, Zooburst was my thesis at NYU. So, so how long? Um, so I defended how long it. A, how long has the site been around for? Uh, well, uh, we launched it last uh, in May of 2010. Um, that's when I presented it, and we had a grand total of about 150 people signed up at that point. And um, as of today, we have 38,000. So, wow, that's season growth in such a short period of time. So, uh, but you know, it's funny. So often you see something like that. I mean, it's either just really great and people latch onto it. Uh, you definitely seem to have some staying power there. Then, and that's what I liked about Zoobers. Just to interject. Um, it was playful. When I first found it, it was fun to play with. But then I started to see that there really was some edge. That's why it has the staying power. It's not just a novelty. Um, and it's also not something that is just a straight presentation tool. It's kind of got a nice little uh, mix of both. And, and that's why I'm really drawn to Zooburst. Um, but why don't you tell us? Because I think you, you probably see a lot of, of what's done on it. Um, what do people use it for? What do you see it being used for in the classroom? amazing projects that are coming through. And, and I find this to be one of the most wonderful things about running Zooburst is that I have no idea how people in the wild are actually going to embrace it and use it. Um, and then I get contacted by teachers saying, hey, I'm trying this really awesome thing. And uh, it, it's just wonderful from a, from a creation standpoint to actually see your, your project get used in such a way. Um, there are a lot of different things that are going on right now. Uh, some of my favorites that I, that I wanted to highlight today uh, virtual book reports are really big. Um, there are a lot of schools around, around, mostly around the U.S., but, but internationally as well, who are using uh, Zooburst as a way to kind of augment a traditional uh, book report. We have a lot of teachers. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, a project at a Brandeis Elementary School in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, first and fourth grade students are collaborating on a storytelling project together. Um, the older students are helping the younger students with their, their grammar and their pronunciation and, and um, their writing. Um, and then they're using the augmented reality feature of Zooburst as a presentation tool. Um, so they're kind of bringing it all together in one space. Um, recently, Zooburst has really been picked up by the language learning community. So we have Spanish 
Spanish language teachers, French language teachers using Zooverse, um, because we allow um, users to record their own audio into their characters, it's a really interesting way to practice pronunciation and to practice the spoken form of a language in addition to the written form of the language. Um, and there are a few pilot programs going on at my old university, the College of New Jersey, uh, where uh, students in intro Spanish classes are using Zooverse to create children's books, um, and they're also using it to practice. Um, and we just are, well, the feature is actually available now, but we haven't actually uh, released it. So you heard it here first. Uh, we just uh, released the new feature into Zooverse that allows professors and teachers to provide audio comments to their students. So while you're reading a student's Zooverse book, you can actually record your own voice. And instead of typing in your comment, you can actually record your comment using your own voice. Um, so that's really been fun for us to see uh, the, you know, the, the modern language community embrace it and then us develop new features based on their suggestions. Awesome. Uh, I have a quick question about that. Is that going to be something I know, uh, and it probably works better in a closed environment, but uh, when you have uh, students work on something and maybe they make a, a blog post or something like that, they love getting feedback from the other students. Is that going to be something that's available as well? Absolutely, yeah. So every Zooverse book has its own um, miniature discussion feature built into it. So below a Zooverse book, you'll actually see a threaded uh, discussion um, that the teacher or the individual student can set um, how they want discussions to happen. So um, you can you can have text-based uh, comments being posted by other students, um, and now you can have audio comments being paste, posted by your teacher. Um, and at any time, the student or the teacher can say, you know what, I don't want to have this discussion anymore, and they can actually turn it off. Um, so it's, you know, you have the option of, of opening up your book as wide or, as, or keep it as closed as, as you'd like. Yeah, and coming from a teacher standpoint, anytime I look for a new tool to use, that's always the first thing I look at is, um, how much interaction can there be, but also how much control do I have over that? And I didn't experience any of those problems with Zubers at all. It was very easy to, to control and very easy to also have it open enough so that people can contribute, but not to the point where there could be problems down the line. So good job adding that well, in thanks. well. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, you know, we tried to strike that balance of making it open enough to, to make it usable, but also be able to kind of dial back and, and, and keep it closed when, when necessary. Now you uh, you uh, also have plans. Is is this correct, or am I am I correct in saying so that you have plans on making books embeddable into Google Sites? Yeah, well, actually, you can you can do that now. We're working right now on a teacher center to to kind of further describe how to do this because you know a lot of these things uh, are documentation wise um, are available, but they're not quite there yet. So so we're working on a comprehensive teacher center to kind of showcase how to do a lot of these things. But yeah, one of the the neat things about Zooverse is from the get go, I wanted it to be a lot like YouTube, where you could take your your content and bring it away from the site and recontextualize it in your own space. Because I know so many teachers are working on. Uh, websites that they're building in Blogger or Google Sites or, or, you know, any of these different frameworks. So as long as you can paste in some HTML code, you can embed a Zooverse book anywhere you'd like. Awesome. Now, uh, you also have, uh, I guess, let's let's keep going down the list. Uh, certainly, uh, you want to highlight uh, as much as you can because you've got some awesome use here. Uh, you have a digital divide project? Yeah, so, um, so I, I also teach a class in... Um, in, in Egypt, in Cairo, and uh, I was working with, with some school teachers out there, and, and they really thought that Zubers would be a great way to, feed, um, to kind of tell stories about how the digital divide disproportionately affects the first world and the third world. 
Um, so we had uh, middle school students using Zooburst to create these um, these small books, and then we used Blogger as a way to to post them out uh, and to encourage discussion amongst students throughout the school, as well as um, students at, at sister schools as well uh, within the space. And that was a really fun project. Um, and, and in addition, uh, you know, in terms of storytelling, the other um, large project that's going on right now, uh, there was a collaborative storytelling project that went across all of Russia uh, last year. We had a teacher pick up uh, Zooburst. She she was actually one of our first 200 users. She just randomly found us online. And then she decided, you know, why don't I bring this to an EdTech conference, uh, completely in Russian, uh, sponsored out of a, a uh, ed tech organization in in Moscow, and then they just ran with it, and we have over fifty two different schools all over Russia creating storybooks uh, that relate to local wildlife, architecture, history, um, and it was a real neat way for them to kind of bring together these different experiences around the country in a single space. Now, let me ask you a question about the users. You said what? There's thirty eight thousand now. Yeah, thirty eight thousand. Okay. Are you seeing right that now. a lot of them are? What what age range are you looking at? I teach middle school, and I thought this was really good for middle school, but do you see this going either lower or higher? Who would be your target audience for this? The target audience right now, I would say, probably elementary and middle school are, are our top two. Um, we see some in high school, and we're starting to see some in higher education, uh, specifically in the language learning community. Uh, but I would still say that middle and lower is, is where we are. Yeah, I, you know, the only reason I ask, I can see it going higher ed just because I, I actually, the first Zoopers I made before, anytime I use anything with, with my students, I always play with it myself first. So the first one I used, or I did back in September, uh, we had open house, so I made a Zoopers with each of the teachers on my team and, and had us popping up and saying little things for the parents as a presentation for the parents as they came in. And, uh, I think the teachers had more fun playing with it, you know, initially than the students did. So I could totally see this being something that can be used more in an adult situation um, because, again, it has that practical application, but it's also very fun and, and just goofy to play with. It is goofy, yeah. And that's, <laughs> I, I've, I've heard of some, some really fun ways that it's actually been used. Uh, one, one teacher anecdotally told me that um, she started using it because her principal used it as the opening exercise for the school year uh, when they met with when she met with her her new staff. So she said, "You know, here I am. I'm a new principal. I'm in a new school, and uh, let me introduce myself." And she pulled up a Zuber's book and she presented it in the augmented reality mode, where you can swipe back and forth with your hands to gesturally control the book. Um, and it was a hit. And and a lot of teachers after that said, "Hey, this might be kind of fun for me to try in my class as well." Well, let's let's jump around for a second. Since you mentioned the augmented reality, that was something I was really surprised to see on Zooburst because um, augmented reality is still something that is just starting to get off the ground. And for the most part, when you do see it, um, if you're referring to anything that uses the webcam and, and an AR marker or even on uh, portable devices, it's still used very much for either advertising or just something uh as a promotional tool. There really isn't a whole lot of depth to it. So I was really impressed that Zooburst was the first educational tool I saw that integrated that augmented reality piece um, in a way that was actually meaningful. So if you could tell us a little bit more about how or what you do with that. Yeah, so the augmented reality piece uh, kind of goes back to, to my graduate work at NYU. Um, I was really interested in computer vision and teaching computers to be able to see around them. And just about that time, uh, augmented reality started to get to be really hot because um, uh, webcams were starting to become more uh, more prevalent in, in uh, laptops. We started to have mobile devices that had really uh, decent processors and, and good webcams. So um, I really wanted to focus on, on uh, 
on augmented reality in that respect. But I, I came across the same thing that you did, that many of the applications that were out there were super fun, they were very engaging, but they were developed by advertisers or by content creators for consumption. And there was none of this creative juice that flowed through them that allowed anybody to kind of recontextualize it and make it their own experience. Um, so that's really was my goal with Zuberse was kind of upend and turn that paradigm upside down and say, no, you know what? Kids can actually be the media creators in this space. So I wanted to create a simple enough tool that allowed you to create your own augmented reality experiences. Um, and that's really, you know, the, the big driving force behind that, that whole portion of Zuberse. Um, and it gets a lot of, it gets a lot of play. You know, people really, like being able to see themselves in this virtual space along with their creation that they just that they just published. Yeah, you know, you said right before uh, right before we started the interview, Craig said uh, how difficult this is going to be because Zuberse is such a visual tool. So to be trying to describe it, um, it just doesn't do it justice. It's so cool. If you haven't seen um, AR before, augmented reality, basically when you finish one of your books, you print out this marker and you hold it's just a, a piece of paper with a, a square on it. And when you hold it underneath your webcam, your book pops on your screen where that marker is, and you can actually move the... I'm doing it with my hands right now. No one can see me doing it, by the way. But <laughs> um, you, you can move the, the marker around, and it actually rotates the book, and you can swipe your hand, and it turns the page. So it really is like you're interacting with that 3D pop-up book that you just created on Zooburst. It's so cool. Yeah, we're, we're trying to... to extend that into a bunch of different directions too. Um, so one of the, the things we get a lot is, all right, this is fun when I'm at a laptop or I'm, I'm in a computer lab, but what if I'm on the road? And, or what if I'm, I'm in a situation where there isn't a laptop, like I'm in a lunchroom and I want to be able to show off my project to students. Um, so we're really looking to mobile as, as kind of the next venture here on how can you take your books with you and be able to project them in the world you know, wherever you are, as long as you have a mobile device with you. Um, so, so that is definitely something we're working on over the next six to 12 months. Um, in addition, we're also trying to work right now on extending the experience out beyond just a printed marker. So right now, you have, like you said, you have to hold up a marker to your webcam and your book appears and it's, it's fun and you're part of the space. Uh, but what we actually want to do in the future is start to make Zuber's books location aware as well. So you can actually create a story within um, a space, say uh, a courtyard at your school or or um, you're taking students on a field trip and you want to augment that space. Uh, you'll actually be able to use Zuberse to be able to say, at this point, if somebody holds up their, their mobile phone, you can make this character pop up out of the ground, out of thin air. And when you touch them, you can actually make them say something. So as a way to really kind of augment and create a layer of content around the world around you that students can experience using iPhones, Androids, iPads with the cameras built in um, to really kind of take it out of the classroom and, and move it out into the world. And again, you're really on the cutting edge because the whole geolocation stuff as far as apps go on portable devices, it's there now, but it's being used as a novelty. And you can download apps that do what you're talking about, but it, it shows you um, restaurants in the area or it might show you some other kinds of markers. So it's still, there's no educational depth to it. So I'm really excited to hear that that you're you're one of the first to trek there for for the education uh, educational use. Yeah, we're trying. We're actually running a pilot um, in a few weeks in Philadelphia uh, with a they're a group of higher ed students at um and what they're doing is they're creating walking tours of um of a neighborhood in Philadelphia and we're going to be using a, a prototype of this this bridge to a mobile uh, device to allow you to take a Zuber's book and actually bring it out into the neighborhood so that when you get to the space, your characters will pop up, you can touch them, you can learn more about them, um, and they're existing within the neighborhood that you're in. 
Awesome stuff. So, uh, so you know, the next, the next big question would be, uh, what is this going to cost me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. All this can be yours for 1995. (laughs) It isn't at all like that. Um, so, so, um, we have, we have two different types of accounts in Zubris. We have what we call our basic accounts and our premium accounts. Uh, basic accounts are, are completely free. Um, anybody can, can sign up for a basic account and can start getting started with Zubris right away. Basic accounts lets you make um, a pretty healthy-sized library. You can create up to 10 of your own books. Um, your stories can be up to 10 pages long. Uh, you can control the privacy, so teachers can certainly set the books as public, private, password protected. Um, you can upload photos from your own computer, as many as you want, um, and create characters based on your own artwork. Um, you can view, comment, share, embed your books, and... Um, and yeah, so you can do all of the basic stuff, including the augmented reality stuff that I was talking about, with the exception of the location stuff, which nobody can do yet because it hasn't been built yet. Uh, but yeah, the, the basic stuff is, is completely available. Uh, we do have a premium account as well, and the premium account kind of takes things to the next level uh, to, make it, uh, to, to make the media creation aspect of Zooburst and the classroom management aspect of Zooburst a little more robust. Um, so for a... Um, a premium account, we, uh, we have a bunch of different types of subscriptions. You can subscribe on a monthly basis if you're just doing a really short project with your students. You can subscribe for a month for $9.99, or you can buy a 12-month subscription for $49.99. And we do offer discounts for, um, for school districts who want to purchase in volume. Um, so, But with, with a premium account, you can do a ton of new things. You can create as many books as you want. Your books could be much, much longer. Um, you're allowed to start recording your own audio directly into your books to have your character speak. Um, all books have a revision history and rollback so that you can, um, you can fix any mistakes or a student accidentally deletes a book, no problem, you can restore it. Um, and it also has a pretty robust classroom management tool, which allows you to create class groupings. Um, you can create usernames and passwords on behalf of your students without having to put in any sensitive information. So you don't have to type in the student's first name, last name, email address, none of that. You can just set up a username and password and give them to your students and they can start using Zooburst right away. Um, you can categorize books. You can maintain a class media library. So say you're doing a project on Christopher Columbus, you can actually pre-upload you know, 50 or 100 images into Zooburst and students can search just those images when building a book. So you can pre-curate the artwork that students are going to be using. Um, you can create template books that you can pr- uh, send out to students so that um, students ha- don't have to start from scratch. You can actually fill in a template that the teachers provided ahead of time. You can download permanent copies of your books that don't require the internet, and they're fully functional. They'll actually still work in augmented reality mode, too. So if you're n- going to be going to a place that doesn't have internet access or you want to make a permanent copy for a student's portfolio, you can download a permanent version you- using uh, the premium service as well, um, as well as the audio comment feature, which I mentioned earlier, which lets you actually speak and, and have a discussion with, with students about the content that they're creating. You know, I was looking at that, and I was thinking that the 12-month subscription is 50 bucks. That's actually not bad when you think at the very basis of, uh, of Zooburst, aside from all the really cool stuff it can do, it's a presentation tool. And I know as a teacher myself, I spend at least 50 bucks a year just buying supplies and materials and poster boards and all that junk that I give to kids so that they can do presentations which aren't half as much fun and half as good as what they can do in Zoobers. So if you start to rationalize like that, it, it makes sense that the premium price, uh, you know, fits the bill for sure. Yeah, and you uh, you, you save a few trees. And <laughs> <you know? laughs> 
<laughs> yes, people stop printing. <laughs> it is funny though, you know. You, absolutely, you do. The end user and and people who are using it in 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 the world, absolutely. But uh, during development of Zoomers, I can't tell you the number of sheets of paper I have sitting on my desk right now with failed little black and white markers from different <laughs> AR projects I've worked on. And it's it's incredible. I could wallpaper my house with them if I could. <laughs> well, I tell you that that one sheet that you have to print to uh, to get the augmented reality. Uh, that's still uh, like John said. If you were doing using that for uh, presentation, uh, and especially if it's something that you can you can go back and like you said, it's always there. You can go back and look at it again and again. And uh, uh, you know, it's things like that and us doing changing to where we're doing things like that online that uh, ultimately are going to save reams of paper, anyways. And uh, uh, with so many schools going through kind of budget crisis right now, uh, I know in my district, one of the largest expenses is on paper and toner. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, go out there and look for tools like this because in the long run, that's, uh, you know, you, you're saving money in places that you, you don't even uh, really realize. Or like John says, you know, going out and spending money on a poster board when uh, you can create something like this in a, a 3D online environment. Yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with those markers too. There's a fun YouTube video over the um, over the the holiday break. We we were toying around with different ideas for augmented reality, and we created a um, a Zuber snow globe builder that lets you make your own little snow globe. It's where it, it rains snow, and you can put your own little characters in there and put a little soundtrack. Um, and there's a fun little YouTube video where I stuck one of those AR symbols to my dog's sweater, and I'm filming him, and he's he's running around with a little snow globe bouncing on his back. Um, but it's really neat because that that symbol simply just becomes a key into the content. So you can put that thing anything you, anywhere you want, and the book will appear on top of that. So you really have control not over what the content is, but where you want it to appear in the world. Awesome. You, you, you got me, you got me sold now. <laughs> I'm searching for yeah, Zoomers. Yeah, I'm looking for the dog. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and maybe that's it. I mean, that, that explains it exactly. You know, this, uh, you, you know, we're always talking about how to engage students more and more. And it's things like this that really, uh, you know, ups that engagement level. And you, you just see it, you know, the students just absolutely latch onto it and want to do these things. So, uh, it makes our lives so much easier. Yeah, and then also in terms of making things easier, uh, one thing that we are planning on on releasing over the summer too is, you know, a lot of teachers have said, you know, we like playing with Zooverse, but we want to put our own stuff into it. So if you want to put your own characters in, you'd have to either scan them or take a digital photo with your your phone and then transfer it to your computer. You know, it could be a little difficult. Uh, what we're actually working on now is extending the AR feature that actually so that you can actually t- hold up a. a written piece of material or a drawn piece of material to your webcam and have Zuber snap that and actually put that right into your book, um, right from the computer. So we're hoping that's going to kind of streamline a lot of the media creation stuff so that you're, if you're in a classroom, say you're in an art classroom, students have already created their, their works and they want to put them into a digital form. They simply hold them up in front of the webcam. They're digitized immediately, put right into their Zuber's books, and then you can put them on your website or blog. Wow. Well, that, that's what I'm so impressed with Zooverse, uh, by, is the versatility. Because now you're talking about scanning, uh, student work. It's now going from a presentation tool to, like, a portfolio. And, and that's just, that's so cool that it is so versatile like that. And going back, you said, um, a little bit ago that under the premium account, you can 
like push out templates to the students. And I'm thinking next year, my school is going to a, a one-to-one netbook computing uh, environment. How cool would it be to be able to push that out and use it as notes? You now have 3D pop-up notes. You give them basically the, the outline. And as you lecture, as you go through what you're doing, they could be filling that in page by page. I mean, that, that's so much more interactive and so much more interesting than just sitting there jotting down what the teacher is saying. So uh, very impressed by that. Cool. Yeah. Keep me posted. I'd love to see that if, uh, yeah. if you end up doing it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think we're uh, kind of coming to the end here. Is there, uh, is there anything that you, you want to leave us uh, or our listeners uh, kind of thinking about as, uh, as we send you on your way? Well, you know, I, I think I, I wanted to thank everybody who's used Zuber first um, so far. It's, it's been an incredible journey, you know, 38,000 people in a year. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you know, we're the one thing I, I would really like to leave people with is, is, you know, Zuberst is a constant work in progress and it's really all about the people who are using it. So if there's something you want to see or something really cool that you think, you know, would be just an amazing addition that other teachers would also want to use, just let us know because, you know, we've, we've developed it to be as flexible as possible. And I can't tell you the number of new features we've added based on suggestions from the community. So we're really all about just making it more fun and, and, and a better experience for teachers and students around the world. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point to end on. Is uh, obviously there's uh, it, it it's dead simple to go to this site and uh, and play with it and get a feel for what it can do. And uh, you know, even if you do take a look at it and maybe you're not seeing it this time, or maybe you're just not quite seeing how it fits in uh, for you, and maybe this next semester or whatever, uh, Zuberse is definitely one to keep an eye on because uh, I have to admit I looked at the site. Uh, Oh, it was probably pretty not too long after you released. Uh, it was sometime last year, and then I looked at it again in preparation for the show, and it was amazing the progress you guys have made. So uh, definitely uh, keep it out there as one to watch. You guys are doing a great job. Cool. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Craig, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. That was Craig Cap. Uh, let me make sure I said that right. Right, Craig Cap of Zooburst, and he's actually the, uh, I guess, inventor. You should say, really, he's the guy who came up with all of that. So, uh, he's got to be a really smart guy. Yeah, he seemed uh, really bright, and he just seems like he's on the cutting edge of everything. So, um, like you said, you know, just a minute ago, you got to keep an eye on that that website. It's zooburst.com, and. Uh, I, I think we're going to see some really amazing, amazing things from it in the next year because already in just one year, look how far it's come. Yeah, and you know, uh, obviously we're the tightwad teacher, and I will say the free version is going to be uh, plenty for most people out there. But um, if you are looking to get all those premium features, I mean, ten dollars a month is reasonable. I think uh, I could see myself kind of probably more using it in that. I'd probably use it on a, a monthly basis where I did kind of a section where I use that. Uh, but it sounded more like maybe you, it was something you might use throughout the year in different, different ways, right? Yeah. You know, I, I use the basic version. I haven't paid anything for it, but looking at all the options and I think the premium just came out fairly recently. I, I don't think that was always an option. And, um, but, but looking at some of the things that come with that now, it's enticing. Uh, you know, I could see maybe, you know, spending, like you said, 10 boxes and too bad a month, but, um, 
We'll, we'll see what my wife says come September. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's, uh, we're going to move on. And, uh, normally we would, uh, we would come at you with a tip of the week, but, uh, or I should say John would come at you with a tip of the week, but, uh, I'll let him explain, uh, explain that. Well, we, uh, we had a long discussion before the show, Sean and I, and we decided it's, <laughs> It's our show. We can do whatever we want. So, right. Uh, so, so this week, I'm just going to say that Zooburst is my teacher tip of the week. Um, go, go check that out because, uh, it's just, it's super cool. Right, right. Yeah. We, we gave you like a 50 minute to an hour tip of the week this week. So, <laughs> so yeah, think of it this way. We actually didn't give you a show this week. We just gave you a tip this week. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll move on to, uh, as we will just wind down the show then and, uh, we'll talk about the ways that you can contact us. And that has been coming together over the past few weeks as we, uh, prepare the show for release. Uh, and, uh, by the time we're recording this, we're still haven't actually released our first one so you know we have a little bit of a lag there uh but it is coming together so uh first place to really check us out would be at our uh our primary site elementop.com and that's like the periodic table of elements and like op taylor uh, so elementop.com and you can go there and see all of the shows in the element op lineup but uh, uh first and foremost would be us the taiwan teacher right <laughs> so uh check us out there that's where you can get uh the shows you can listen to uh, previous shows uh get on our forums which i really like to encourage people to do because that, that can become quite a, a great space for people to get together and share notes and just talk about the show or uh, share ideas of what they're doing in the classroom things like that so just another one of those places where you can go and uh, hopefully find out some good information uh you can also follow us uh on on Twitter, and that's done a little bit uniquely. So you would go on twitter.com to at, uh, or to, uh, element Opie, uh, is the Twitter tag. And when you go to the element Opie page in Twitter, we'll have several lists, and one of those lists will be the Tightwad teacher. And if you follow that list, then what you'll actually be doing is following myself and John, and you'll get each of our private Twitters, uh, kind of funneled to you that way. So, uh, you can do that for any of our shows. Uh, and now Facebook's a little bit different. Uh, if you go to the Element OP, uh, website, uh, and then go to the Tightwad Teacher page, you're gonna have, uh, there's gonna be a button there and it's gonna say, find us on Facebook. Uh, and it's very similar to any other Facebook button you've seen on any other website. And if you click there, that will take you to the Tightwad Teacher page on Facebook. Uh, there you can like us. Uh, what we really are looking for is getting, I think it's 25 likes. Uh, if we get 25 likes, we can get our own vanity so it would be like facebook.com slash the tightwad teacher uh, or you can just go straight to Facebook and uh, in that top search bar you can uh, search tightwad teacher so not uh, know the in front of it just two words tightwad teacher and that'll be uh, we'll be right at the top of that list so uh, you can find us there on Facebook please definitely go there and like us we need those 25 likes so we can get that vanity Earl uh, lastly you can call in and uh, leave us a message at 530-FRUGAL F-R-U-G-A-L-2 the number 2 so 530-FRUGAL-2 uh, call leave a message uh, do indicate which uh, which show you're leaving a message for and we will do our best to at least answer uh, your questions 
question, but do keep in mind, if you leave us a message, you might very well hear it played back on the show. So uh, as long as you keep it clean. <laughs> so if many you don't keep it clean maybe yeah yeah you know if it's edgy you know maybe yeah sure <laughs> make it edgy just not dirty right right so uh so those are the many ways you can contact us follow us uh, get information about the show and uh so that's it uh you got anything else john before we take off no, this is a fun show today. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, another uh, pat on the back to you for uh, lining up another great guest. Uh, that was a great show. Yeah, you know, I just have a feeling that uh, that we got in uh, in time because I really think that Zooverse is just going to take off in the next year or so, and, and it's going to be very difficult to... Uh, to track down Mr. Cap for, for the next interview, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. A year from now, Craig's going to be like, who are those guys? Yeah. <laughs> those, those chumps keep bugging me for another interview. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, for uh, for this week, then, we'll just uh, we'll, we'll leave you, and uh, we'll see you next week. So, for now, this is Sean signing off. And John signing off. <laughs>